Hello and welcome to yet another very special episode of Civ Pop Rider's Room. I'm your host Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today I'm joined by, uh, honored to be joined by uh, storyboard artist Jeremy Simser. Hi, how's it going? I'm doing really good. Uh, I'm excited that we're finally be able to do this. We've been talking about this for like two months now, and uh, yeah, I think we started talking about this before uh, before WandaVision even even started, right? And then yeah. right, right, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And I even I think put out in the podcast feed at some point that uh, that this would be happening and that it didn't and I felt like a like a chum but uh, well, anyway we're we are making it happen then that's right we're here we're gonna make it happen uh, uh, Jeremy of course uh, storyboarding for Wandavision uh, which is why he's uh, he's doing the interview that's not why he's doing the interview but it's why it's relevant right now uh, so we'll be able to talk <laughs> some Wandavision but Jeremy's got a pretty impressive filmography and so. Uh, a lot of stuff here. It looks like uh, probably the the like biggest first thing, like Resident Evil Apocalypse, uh, Sultan Precinct 13, uh, Jumper is what you're credited as on the IMDb go-to. So I don't Best know how you feel about that. Right? Best I known mean, for Jumper, right? I mean, come on. Come on. And my, my wife would be very upset if it's an uncredited role, but my wife would be very upset if I didn't mention Beastly because that's one of her favorite movies that I've never seen but <laughs> oh really I've never seen it either yeah I've seen uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it but I've never uh, I didn't it wasn't really high on my list of things to see when I when it came out but it's not it, yeah. it, that being said I mean I like work so I'll work on it but it's not really not I'm right. not the demographic they were shooting for so <laughs> well and my wife is so well there you go uh, let's see it looks like uh all 10 episodes of the minority report tv series and uh I did yeah the- yeah uh, like Heroes Are Born and uh, Arrow, Lucifer, Man in the High Castle, Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Game of Thrones, Deadpool 2, which we are for sure talking about later, okay. uh, The Predator, uh, The Boys, Riverdale, Jade Silent Bob Reboot, Altered Carbon, lots of really great stuff on here. Of course, Wanda, and most recently, uh, well, I guess WandaVisual was after, but uh, Flora and Ulysses as well on Disney+. Plus. Kind uh, of so in conjunction lot- at the same time, actually, but yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Lo- well, it came lots, out afterwards, yeah. Lots of great stuff. Was I missing anything that you feel like is really important to highlight? Well, I mean, aside from the upcoming stuff, which I guess we'll talk about <laughs> a little bit later too. Uh, but yeah. no, I mean that about that about sums up uh, the the high points for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, first question I really love to ask all our writers, and I think it's just a great question for you: is when did you like realize that you had a passion for movies? When was that uh, something you realized you you really found yourself infatuated with? I mean, at the at the uh, at the risk of sounding a little bit cliched, I mean, I'm at this at the time that we're talking, I'm 48 years old, which means in 1977 I was four, which was absolutely the right age to see Star Wars at the drive-in, and uh, I mean, the rest is history. I mean, I I have uh, very fond memories of going to the movies at the and specifically at the drive-in, uh, seeing Star Wars and Superman and and stuff like that, and I was just yeah, it, it was a magical experience for me just about every time. You know, until I grew cynical in my teenage years, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's it. When 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 your sorry, when your formative brain is is sort of exposed to something as as amazing as Star Wars, as one of the right. first things that you can remember, it's it's. I mean, there it is, right? <laughs> well, and uh, it's insane how many people mention Star Wars. Uh, you know, whether it's I watched it in the theaters as it was coming up, or it was just something that my parents loved and it was accessible to me as a small child, like. It's it's insane the cultural impact that Star Wars has continued to have, and I mean, sounds like Disney not planning on stopping anytime soon, so likely will continue to have, uh, and, and, and for a whole new generation, and and really some some pretty high quality stuff looks like a, is coming down the pipe thanks to uh, Mr. Uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I mean, <laughs> right. Well, and oh, and not only that, but I mean. Th- 
what, 40 years ago, Star Wars was animated. Uh, so, like, now we also have, like, Clone Wars as an introduction for, for young kids or, you know, the Bad Absolutely. Batch coming out. Uh, lots, yeah. lots, oh, yeah, lots of great stuff. I forgot about uh, the Bad Batch. Yeah, that's going to be exciting, too. Man. They, they just announced that May it. 4th. So Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so uh, so when did you realize, kind of along the lines, that storyboarding was was your into uh, movies and and as a career? Well, that's funny because I never actually planned on being a, a filmmaker in in any capacity for for the for the ch- for the for the like the big chunk of my life. I mean, I, I went to school at eighteen. Uh, uh, when I was eighteen, I moved from Thunder Bay, Ontario, to Toronto, Ontario, to uh, uh, to go to school for music. Actually, so I, I I'm a uh, or I should say I was, I haven't in a while, but, uh, I used to play the, uh, the jazz trombone actually as the, uh, my parents were extremely excited about my, my career choice to be a, a jazz trombonist. Uh, <laughs> as you can see from the, from my resume, the jazz trombone didn't really work out for me, but, uh, <laughs> uh, what's interesting about that though, is that I was always into comic books and stuff. Like when I was in, te- when I was in high school, I was reading comic books when it really wasn't cool, uh, and all that stuff. So I was always reading comics and I was always drawing because that's just something that I've always done as, uh, since I was a little kid too. So, uh, originally I wanted to, uh, uh, get into drawing comic books for a living. I mean, that was like, a, like that was my goal through, mm-hmm. through high school. Uh, but I didn't really, it was sort of like a, like in one hand it was music and on the other hand it was comic books. Right. And it was sure. the marrying of the two, uh, that sort of set me on my career path in that, uh, I went to uh, Humber college for the jazz program. And as I was graduating from that, and I say graduating, despite the fact that I was one credit shy and didn't actually graduate. Uh, <laughs> but while I was leaving Humber college, uh, some friends of mine who were, uh, in a, a fusion jazz band, uh, were applying for a, uh, a grant to make a music video and they needed storyboards as part of the grant. And they were like, Hey, do you want to storyboard this music video for us? We see you're drawing all the time. And, and would you like to do this for us? And I was just like, me, no, no, what storyboard is. <laughs> so, so I looked it up and I basically, uh, I taught myself to storyboard, uh, for this job. And, uh, and basically, I mean, from that point on, it was just like, ah, man, I get to draw and it's a tool and they get to make moving pictures out of it. And when that fine, when I finally saw that video, which they did end up making, by the way, uh, I was just like, I helped make that. And so it sort of turned into a bit of a snowball thing where somebody who worked on that worked on something else and they called me and then, and then they called me. So I was working on these, these piddly little projects, uh, uh, while I sort of met somebody who was doing real projects and they kind of brought me in. And, and yeah. uh, from that point on, I was just like, I really like this process. I like the process of drawing pictures for people to use to, to make movies. Uh, uh, and yeah, I mean, I've been in love with it ever since. So, so what you're need, what you're saying is we need a comic book movie in the style of baby driver for you to work on to fuse your two <laughs> passions, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I got to say, uh, I, I, mean, would, I would not have picked you for a jazz trombonist. I mean, so. it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> you have to, I mean, this was like, like literally like 1989, 1990. Right. And I had sure. like lots of hair and I mean, I still love jazz to this day. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not so out of the realm of possibility. I love music in all forms, but uh, yeah. And, and I guess just sort of being creative and stuff like that. I don't know. I had an uncle who played the trombone too. So that had a little bit of influence as well. And so stuff like that, but yeah, I mean, I loved it. I, I, I played the trombone for years. So yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, so um, so how was it uh, preparing then from going to that music video that you talked about into the actual film industry? Like, and how did you get to, uh, you said it's kind of just a connection of, of, of people, but to actually get a feature film, I mean, had to have been years, right? Uh, it was a little while before I got a movie, actually. Yeah, so what? So I'll give you a bit of a, a play-by-play of what happened, is that I was working on uh, a, a tiny little independent, maybe they'll make this movie, maybe they won't, but they were paying me to draw pictures, so I did it. And while I was working <laughs> on that, uh, a friend of mine who happened to be somebody that I, uh, who, sorry, happened to be dating somebody that I went to Humber College for music for, uh, for uh, anyways, uh, anyways, Big uh, 30th birthday party for one of my friends from Humber College. Uh, and I met uh, an actual art director or first assistant art director who was working on a TV show at the time. Uh, and uh, I said, oh, that's cool. I started doing storyboards and blah, blah, blah. And we chatted about it for a little bit. Well, two weeks later, she calls me up. I'm working on this TV show. We're looking for a storyboard artist. Uh, everybody that we've interviewed so far has been a big flake. Uh, would you like to come in and show your work? And I was just like, uh, I mean, I guess so. Sure. I didn't really have any work. <laughs> I didn't really have a lot of stuff to show, but I went in anyways. Uh, and so I met with the showrunner, uh, who was uh, a gentleman by the name of Ralph Hemmaker, uh, who, uh, I mean, I came in, I showed him my stuff. Uh, and he uh, said, this is great. He flipped through. Yeah, you can draw. Great. And then we sat around and we talked to, about comic books and graphic novels for about 45 minutes. Uh, and he hired me uh, on the spot uh, and gave me a bit of a, a piece of advice. And, and the advice that he gave me was, uh, first of all, I was hired on for a full-time position on a TV show, which never happens. Uh, uh, at the time, anyways, it never happens. Uh, and he said, there will be times when you don't have a lot of stuff to draw. So when you don't have a lot of stuff to draw, Go down to set, have a look at what they're doing, pay attention, watch, talk to the directors, uh, and learn everything that you can. So mm -hmm. I spent two years on a show called Witchblade uh, and taking every opportunity to uh, basically learn about how movies and TV got made. And so it was just a fantastic experience so that by the time I finished those two years of Witchblade and moved on to my first movie, which was a little uh, independent movie called Highwaymen, uh, basically a car chase movie. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I knew enough about the, about how to do it that I, that I went in and I got that job just based on my samples of my interview and, and did well. So yeah, that was That's my awesome. baptism by fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the seemed to work out okay for you. So that, that's uh, absolutely that's a funny, funny story, story there. Also, if I don't, if I could just put a little tagger on that. Uh, so that was what, 20 years ago. Uh, uh -huh. and then, uh, a coming, uh, I moved from Toronto to Vancouver to, you know, basically improve my career a little bit. Cause there's much more happening out here. Sure. Uh, and while on the flash, uh, which was one of the first jobs that I got out here, uh, the second director that I worked with on the flash was Ralph Hemmaker who got me started on Witchblade 20 years ago. That's awesome. How, how do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you also, I, I, we meant, I mentioned Jay and Silent Bob Reboot earlier. Was uh, Kevin Smith directing the Supergirl ones that you were working on? Yeah, so uh, I met Kevin on Flash again. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, and it was just fantastic. I mean, he was just what's such a great guy, very warm, very uh, uh, helps people uh, create. Uh, he helps people be creative. Let's, let's say it yeah. that way. Uh, he and I got along really well. I started doing art for him outside of uh, Flash. I started working on a graphic novel with him and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, he and I have a bit of a, a cool working relationship now where if he needs my particular brand of drawing, he uh, I'm the guy he calls. So That's, that's really cool. cool. Well, and from somebody yeah. who, I mean, he 
uh, in terms of like celebrity comic book lovers, like it doesn't get bigger than Kevin Smith. So like for somebody to be like, I want you to be the person to do this. Right. It's uh, it's cool because I've met a lot of like cool people as I yeah. as I've gone through this thing and worked on various movies and stuff like that. Uh, part of that is because I go out of my way to try to meet these people in a lot of ways. Um, hmm. Writers and, and and directors especially, obviously, but yeah, every now and again. I mean, you know, I mean, if you have an opportunity to go down to set and meet Brian Dennehy, you take that opportunity, right? <laughs> right so exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but Kevin, meeting Kevin specifically was just fantastic because I mean I had loved all of his movies. I mean I'm 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 a huge I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. So meeting him, I mean I I'm not afraid to to say, and this is really on brand as well. As I was walking into the the room to meet him, I simultaneously uh, started to giggle a little bit uh, and tear up a little bit. And I was just like, no, this is a professional office. This is this is the television show. I'm just coming into work, so I I stifled it. But it was just like, this is a big deal for me, you know. So that yeah. was that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. He's definitely one of those people that I just would would really put at. Yeah, I might cry if I had to walk into a room with him. So no, no, no judgment at then all. Get him, but then you'd get him started, and it would just be a whole thing. So. <laughs> Nice. So, uh, so who in the, you mentioned some of the people that you worked with in the past, but, uh, who do you think is like the goat storyboard artist? Who's the, you know, the Roger Deakins of storyboarding? who's the Hitchcock of storyboarding? Uh, who's the Sorkin of storyboarding? Who is, who's like that person? That's like the, this person is just a legend. Well, the, uh, I would say that the person who's, uh, uh, well, there are two, I'm going to give you two answers for this, uh, in person, uh, somebody who, uh, I admire a great deal who I've worked with, and uh, really had a lot of influence on how, how well I do my job is Rob McCallum. Rob McCallum is a working storyboard artist in Toronto. Uh, and he and I have worked on uh, five or six projects together. Uh, uh, and he just, he kind of, the first job that I did, which was one of the first features that I did, which was Resident Evil Apocalypse, he was already on. So when I stepped into that uh, second storyboard artist position he was really helpful and and sort of uh transitioning me into going from small feature to slightly larger feature do you know what i mean sure so uh really good help there that was great uh <laughs> and uh uh but all but if you're just talking like all-time uh best storyboard artist that i've ever seen is a gentleman by the name of rodolfo dimaggio uh he did the storyboards for hidalgo and if you want to see some beautiful art uh, please look those up. They are absolutely stunning. Each one is a, is an illustration. Uh, he must be insanely fast at doing this because his work is so beautiful that mm. I would imagine that he wouldn't be able to do them in in such a way as to make them uh, uh, useful because the, they'd be filming already and he'd still be doing them over here. But no, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, obviously they need to be done first. Uh, but uh, just gorgeous. Uh, shading, uh, just beautiful expression in the faces. The type of stuff that I personally have tried to emulate again. So, I mean, I, he, I've taken a lot of influence from him as far as uh, how I shade my uh, my storyboards and trying to get as much detail with as much simplicity as possible. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, he's, so he's, he's great. I also, I also really like Gabriel Hartman's storyboards. If you've never seen his, uh, storyboards for, uh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari or Logan, you should check those out. They're amazing. Those both sound excellent, actually. Like those both They're sound great. like movies that I definitely want to see the storyboards for. Really dynamic, really great. Just action packed storyboards. I can't, I can't speak highly enough of them. 
Yeah. Well, so we've talked a lot about, you know, you've talked about like the set visits and you've talked about like, uh, you know, just doing them in general and, and like how it just started like making art. But like, what is the actual process of storyboarding? And like for a little context, like my whole experience with storyboarding is just what you see in Argo. So like, I'm, I got right. no idea what you actually do. So, well, then, uh, so, so like, you know it then. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Argo in maybe five years. So, <laughs> So, uh, so what, what? Sorry, I, I, go ahead. Finish your question. It's just, it's just. Uh, I mean, that was the question, but like, uh, you know, it it's, it has to sort of start with a concept. Like, how it, there has to be a start and and a finished product at some point, and there has to be like, like, is it how much creative um, in, input do you get to put uh, versus how much is like this is exactly what I want, um, and how much is you know, especially with it's t- my guess is it's totally different working on. Uh, something like WandaVision, which we know is largely based off, off a House of M versus a completely original project um, or like based off a novel where like, I mean, there has to be a lot. I admire what you do because I am nowhere creative enough to be able to to just visualize something in order to express it to the world in the way that I saw it. Right. It's um, uh, it, it really depends on the project. It depends on the project. It depends on, uh, well, I mean, a couple of factors, really. It depends on the project. It depends on whether it's for TV or film. It depends on how much money they've got and how much time they have to shoot it. And it absolutely depends on the director. So uh, uh, the director, obviously, is, uh, is the director uh, in that he or she directs everything that happens top down. Uh, uh, whether it's script revisions or, or how the storyboards look and costume design, all that stuff, all the decisions come from the top, who is the director and the producers. Too, but we don't need to talk about that. So, <laughs> um, uh, and as such, I mean, obviously the visual component of a film or a TV show is very dependent on the director as well. So uh, you have different ways of working as far as directors go. Some directors have a very detailed shot list. They give you the shot list. You probably talk through it. Uh, in a meeting, and then you go away and you draw the shot list. You just go point by point by point by point, and you draw it all up, and then you hand it in, and you're done. And that stuff, depending on what the subject matter is, can be fun or not so fun. Um, (laughs) And then you get uh, my favorite uh, sort of situation, which is it's kind of like a 50-50 sort of thing. So the director has a lot of – will give you a shot list, uh, and and then you know whether you've built up a trust with this director or they ask you to fill in some blanks or whatever, but you get to also, so you get the framework of the shot list, but then you also have a little bit of creative control um, or not control, but creative input, I should say. Uh, obviously the director can, can ax anything that you put in there that they don't like. But um, a great example of this is uh, again, working with Matt Shackman uh, uh, when we did game of Thrones, uh, obviously these were huge huge action scenes i did the i did the loot train sequence on game of thrones which is like probably uh, at the time anyways it was the largest action set piece that the show had had yet and uh, awesome. uh so he <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun i'm not gonna lie uh, <laughs> uh it was, so he had but he had what he considered to be a shot list and we don't we don't he doesn't like write them all out but we do we talk through it basically in a very similar situation to this uh and that we usually skype and and uh, we'll talk through the whole thing and then basically the last thing that he always says is, and if you think of something cool, put it in. And so I do. And uh, I'm happy to say that, uh, I mean, obviously there's a revision process. It goes back and forth a few times and stuff like that. But uh, during that particular sequence, uh, there were a dozen 
a dozen things that came out of my brain that ended up in the final sh- in the final show. So sure, that's super cool. Uh, and then you get to the other far extreme, where it's basically uh, here's the scene from the script, here's the beat sheet. These things need to happen. Go for it. And then so you just get to just build it from the top down, basically. And I mean, sure. let's face it: the more I do that, uh, the more I like doing it that way. The uh, it's a it's really intimidating at first. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the first time I really did that uh, with with very little input from the beginning uh, was on Deadpool two. And, uh, it was, that was a very positive experience for me. So, and it really helped me sort of springboard into doing, uh, more, uh, the, the bigger projects that I've started working on now. Well, that, that's actually a great transition because that's exactly what I want to talk about next was, gosh, Deadpool 2 to me sounds like, because, because here's the thing. I, I can't think of something that I've seen as creative as the domino sequence in Deadpool 2, like I wrote in our notes. Can you talk about that Deadpool sequence? Like, because everybody knows immediately what you're talking about. So, like, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, was that I'd be like, happy to tell you entirely you, or was that like, here's how we want that to go, or and like, h- how much of the final product is is dedicated to you? Or is well, dependent on you? Uh, for that for that particular sequence, sure. Uh, okay, so for that particular sequence, uh, I had a a, a very uh, uh, a huge amount of creative input on the sequence that I was working on beside the guy who was doing that sequence. So <laughs> I didn't touch that sequence. I didn't do that sequence at all. Um, so uh, that, that being said, I, I had, uh, uh, I had no influence on that domino sequence. I, I did do a little bit of the, uh, of the, that prison truck train. I can't remember what they call it now. Um, the uh, thing escape, <laughs> the, the, the big crash thingy. Uh, I yeah. did some uh, revision boards for that because I was the only local storyboard artist in town. So uh, when they needed somebody Got to it. come in during shooting to come in and do some revisions on it, they called me. But uh, no, I did. That wasn't my sequence, unfortunately. There were four of us on that show, uh, five at one time. Uh, so it really got uh, sort of spread around a lot. But we'll see. And I'm learning things because I would have just guessed that there's one person doing it. <laughs> so. Oh, like I said before, like it would just it would never get done on a show of that size. You know, like I mean, I did. Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I th- I'm trying to think like Assault on Precinct 13, I think I did all the boards for, uh, wow. except for maybe some pickup stuff that I couldn't do because I was already off on another show by the time they needed some sure. some pickup stuff done. Uh, but there's it's, there's rarely one storyboard artist on a big budget movie like that. There's Because they need it done and they kind of need it done fast, right? So Because you need to get those sure. boards to previs and then the previs needs to sort of start fleshing those out. Stunts needs to have them. So the more people you can have working on uh, on a movie like that, uh, uh, the better just for, uh, for prep. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so how long does it take you to do each project? And I know it's going to vary based off of, you know, of a film versus you did all eight episodes, all nine episodes of WandaVision and all 10 episodes of Minority Report and, you know, every, like one episode here or there, Game of Thrones, but like how, how long on average do you, would you say it takes you for a project or for a, I mean, for it, a frame? It, 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 it's almost impossible to, to, to say it, uh, per project. Uh, because that just depends on how long they want to keep you on, basically. How much do they need done and how much, how fast are you, how how productive are you, that type of thing. Uh, for me, uh, I can do, uh, I mean, again, it's so hard to say. The, the plotting <laughs> out of scenes, which is basically roughing them out into sketch form so that you can sort of hand them in for, for to the director so they can look at them and give you feedback. I mean, that's sure. pretty fast. I can do, I can do 
I can't do math in my head. Apparently I can do like 10. So I do, when I uh, set up my storyboards, I do one page. It's got three frames on it. Okay. So I do 30, 40, 50 frames like that in a day roughed out, like really sketchy just to sort of plot it out. Depends on the sequence. Sometimes things take longer. Uh, That feels like that's the outside. I wouldn't do any more than that. Uh, And maybe I'm totally at a, at a, out of whack with that. I'd need to pay more attention. Uh, clean, my, my version of clean finished storyboards that I would hand out to, to the production to, to look at and, and stuff like that. I do, I do 30 to 45 frames a day and that's a 10 wow. hour day. Wow. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that's my cleaning up time. So I, I could draw maybe 30 stick figures um, in a day. <laughs> I've spent, like, I've spent 20 years, I've spent 20 years doing it. So I like, I've learned the tricks. I know how to make it happened faster. I, I do it uh, completely digitally now. So I, right. I, uh, my backgrounds, I duplicate my backgrounds. I, I use 3d models for my backgrounds now. Uh, so I don't have to draw them a lot of time. Like, I mean, it's, it's, there's lots of tricks and tools to make it go a lot faster. It's going to uh, be so much easier now than back in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I used to, I remember like when I started, if I needed to like take frame a and move it below frame B, I had to like literally cut it out. <laughs> and and then and then use those little two-sided tape uh, rollers to stick them and, and you can move them around Ugh, awful just terrible as soon that as i like as soon as i started teaching myself oh it was terrible as soon as i started teaching myself how to work digitally i never went back the the downside being is that there's no I, there are no physical storyboards right so i mean every now and again i have people who are like hey can i buy some storyboards from you i'm just like sure i don't have any <laughs> i mean i can't <laughs> I could send you a pdf anymore. and you can print it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really even do that though. But <laughs> not allowed to. <laughs> I could, well, because I don't own them, right? So, I mean, if That's there was fair. a physical sheet of paper that I technically owned, I mean, I probably could sell it after I, the movie's out and stuff like that. I, but you, you can give me a piece of paper, and I can, you know, give you a little doodle of a replication. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So I've started like at at, uh, at conventions and stuff. What I've started doing is, is basically the same thing as remarking. So basically, like uh, comic book artists will do this thing called remarking a book, where they take uh, a comic book cover and then they'll draw something new like on the on the cover of the book so i've done a little bit of that just just for people that's cool but i mean you know, nothing uh yeah well, uh so going back to the question at hand um to give you a, a <laughs> bit of a bit of framework uh it, it really a lot of it depends on the project and, and the budget obviously so we're gonna take the flash to start with so the flash is a pretty typical uh network television show uh eight days of prep on, on an episode and then uh, eight days to shoot. And while that episode is shooting, the next episode is prepping. So yeah. So episode one is uh, prepping, then episode one is shooting and episode two is prepping. Um, so basically I've got uh, eight days to do all the storyboarding that's necessary for, uh, for that episode to be ready to shoot. Uh, but at the end of that, those eight days. Um, now I'm, a, you know, on flash, I was budgeted five days per episode. So even tighter. Uh, so you can imagine that those were slightly like, you know, those boards tended to be a little scribblier, a little bit quicker, you know, stuff like that. Uh, game of Thrones, the loot train sequence. I believe if I recall correctly, we spent eight weeks, uh, alone just on the loot train sequence. And then they spent 13 days shooting it. So, or I think it was 13 days. So, but there was a lot to that. There was visual effects. And also those are at the time too, those are movie grade visual effects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And all of that stunt work and stuff that had to be done. Uh, WandaVision. I was on it uh, since I think I started July of 2019. 
okay. worked through until uh, December of 20. No, that can't be right. 2018, it must have been. Uh, no, wait, I'm getting my dates all mixed up. Maybe edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it now? Uh, this is 2021. Uh, just right. barely. Yeah, so it had to be July of 2019 then. And I also, uh, so I worked through that though. And while I was uh, finishing off on WandaVision about eight months later, I started on Doctor Strange. Uh, and then, uh, so I was also working on Doctor Strange and WandaVision a little bit at the same time. And then I overlapped onto Doctor Strange, uh, sorry, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, and then I've been, I was working on Doctor Strange 2 for a solid year uh, before moving on to She-Hulk, which is what I'm on right now. So, uh, and Doctor Strange 2, there were eight of us at one point or another. Uh, wow. So you can imagine the amount of work that needed to be it's done. It's insane. Well, and, yeah, I mean, I, a lot. I'd imagine a product like Doctor Strange probably takes a little bit more than most of the other MC, like the the just the magical side of. I mean, I guess cosmic too, but it's all it's all it's all relative. I mean, I don't think there's more per. I mean, there's there's visual effects in every scene in every Marvel movie, right? So I mean, there's there's probably always something that needs to be storyboarded. Uh, Right. Sure. So, I mean, it's, we have to take, we also have to take COVID into account for all of that stuff. I mean, right, you know, right. I started on Dr. Strange and then we kind of, we kind of held back a little bit because of COVID and then we came back uh, when we started up again. So, I mean, plus there was, and the change of director in there also uh, uh, was a bit of a thing. So, yeah, so. Unfortunately. so there was some time off in that year, but yeah, I, you know, so, I mean, um, yeah, I, I feel bad for, for, I don't feel bad for Scott Derrickson. Obviously it was a, a choice that he decided to make, but for, yeah. for me personally, while I do mourn the, uh, uh, the absence of working with Scott Derrickson, I also got to work with Sam Raimi. So I'm, you know, I'm okay <laughs> with it. So again, he's like Kevin, he's like Kevin Smith on my, on my level of people that I'm super happy to have met slash worked with. So that's like the one person that I'm like, look, if somebody's going to take, you know, the reins from Derrickson, then yeah, Ramey is, it's hard to be mad about that. <laughs> We're removing myself from the working aspect of it because when I found out that, that, I mean, I found out that at the same time that you guys did, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I read an article on Twitter that it was rumored yep. that that was happening. So when it, when it turned out to actually be true, I was just like, oh, that's cool. That's very cool. What a great, what a great replacement. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, those... Hey, I get to work with Sam Ramey. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, your opportunity with Scott will come up, I'm sure. So I hope so. I really do hope so. Because he yeah, actually he's... brought me on to he actually brought me on to Doctor Strange too, uh, because we'd worked together previously. So uh, oh, doing what? Uh, uh, we did again. This is I don't really want to get into this too much, uh, but we worked on a pilot uh, uh, together. We storyboarded a pilot together. Uh, this is more Scott's story to tell. Uh, so uh, That's fair. and then he he parted uh, with the producers of that pilot uh and i uh also i did at the same time so I, i'm not gonna say any more than that but that, i'm not gonna ask you any more about that then yeah, uh cool. <laughs> but uh yeah he's he's just one of the guys that i just really have come to a buyer uh something something special about the movies he does but, but he's great um, man he's he's just got such a feel for for just tension and just uh the, the first i mean the first two acts specifically of sinister are just Right, just like I've watched that again. Like a masterclass in October. I just, I can't fathom how good that movie actually is. It's so good. Though. It's so creepy. It's just so creepy. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so what has been your favorite project to work on? I mean, uh, the last one, 
<laughs> it's always the last <laughs> one. No, uh, I, I can say that, and it's, it sounds like a joke, but it's actually it's actually true because uh, because first it was uh, first it was Game of Thrones. And then after that, it was uh, it was WandaVision, and I mean, I got to in between Game of Thrones and WandaVision, I got to do some uh, some amazing stories where I was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, doing some Spielbergy stuff, and I didn't get to actually work with Spielberg, but I mean, still, uh, uh, you know, from there, and then from there into WandaVision, WandaVision into into uh, Flora and Ulysses, which was a really interesting project for me because my art actually appears in the movie not just as storyboards. I was actually an illustrator for stuff like everything that you see uh, Ben Schwartz's character draw in that, in that movie, I actually drew. So nice. that's pretty cool. Uh, cool so that was my favorite for, yeah, it's neat. Right. Uh, uh, and it was all a bunch of like comic book stuff, which was amazing. Uh, and then uh, from that on to WandaVision and then from WandaVision on to Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange on to She-Hulk. I mean, they just keep getting better and better. That's it's, it's hard to be mad with that, with that sequence. So Totally. Um, so, um, one last question. Then I promise we can start talking about actually one divisions. That if you could be, a, <laughs> if you could be a part, dreamcast yourself into any project, past or future. What would that one project be? Like, like as a storyboard artist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, if you would rather be an actor. <laughs> No, I'm not really. I don't think I. I don't think I got that in me. Uh, I, it was definitely. It would definitely be a Star War, a Star War. Okay. Or uh, the the only reason I don't say Indiana Jones is because there's absolutely no way that I would ever be able to work on uh, a Harrison Ford Indiana Jones movie uh, because the last one's happening right now and uh, that boat has sailed. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a Star War. I mean, I, well, I maybe they'll call you in for the rewrites. <laughs> Or the reboards. Well, I'm pretty sure they'll call the guy that uh, <laughs> that they got on right now. So you know, uh, and more power to him. I'm more. I'm super happy that we're even. Well, in the in the inter, in the iteration, uh, the, the 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 way that we're getting this new Indiana Jones movie, I'm kind of excited about it. That's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, and the Star Wars universe is just so big that there's so many opportunities to draw so many cool. things things and you know yeah and i'm really into like a uh, kind of a i'm retroactively going through some of the older star wars comics right now and so there's some really mm-hmm. my brain's just full of it right now so would you uh would you want to be a part of existing property like the mandalorian or would you want to do some like a like the thrawn trilogy or like something that hasn't been made before i mean anything really yeah no, i totally <laughs> do it i'd i'd love to i'd love to yeah, no, I mean, features TV, it's all the same now. You know what I mean? Like, not to say that it's all the same, but because uh, I've, I've managed to see the difference on how it works, but uh, like from a production standpoint, but I mean, TV is so big now that and there's right. so much really good stuff. Like, I mean, you can you, you watch the last episode of WandaVision and tell me that that that, that right. looks any different from, you know what I mean? Like, anyways, it, it doesn't. Uh, existing, and... Yeah. One of our, our our first managing editor was talking like release the finale in theaters and uh, and like that would be awesome like release the whole series in one sitting I'd love to see it on a big screen. That's a that's a that's a lot of hours. It's five hours sitting five and a half. Uh, you cut out hours. the credits. It's like three and a half. So yeah, that's true. Actually, there's a lot of credits in that show. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> um, so how did how did you get involved? I mean, you mentioned the the Matt Shackman early uh, connection earlier with Game of Thrones. Is that is was that your in or because it's your first MCU project? And so one division was yeah. No, it's it's the Matt Shackman connection. Yeah, for me. Uh, so <clears throat> so right before I left Toronto, I did. Uh, uh, 
uh, a little I did a show called Heroes Reborn, which was basically the the resurrection of that old Heroes TV show. Uh, yeah. And uh, I met Matt uh, doing the pilot episode of Heroes Reborn. And so we did, well, I guess it was two episodes together. And uh, I have uh, pretty much, I think I've done every single time that he's needed storyboards. I've been the guy who's done them for him ever since. So uh, without nice. like patting myself on the back too much or, or <laughs> risking risking a good situation, I think it's fair to say that I'm Matt Shackman's guy. And uh, when he gets a project, he gives me a call. So um, yeah, so he called me for Game of Thrones and then he called me for this. Yeah, I mean that's high praise. So, um, wait, all right. So, so what's it like? Uh, how, I meant to ask this earlier. How how far in advance do you need? Like, how long have you had to sit on Wandavision spoilers? And like, yeah, I'm not even gonna even mention Doctor Strange because I don't want to get you in trouble. So, like, how long have you had to sit on like Wandavision spoilers? We were talking earlier about like it, it must be really nice going into Falcon and the Winter Soldier not knowing what's gonna happen. Um, I have this, I have this thing like, I mean, cause I obviously I have to read the scripts. Right. Um, yeah. but because, uh, because I need to know what's going on. Um, but I have this thing that I, that I try to do, which is, which is basically to read as little as I can so that there are still some surprises. Uh, so I, there were a couple of situations in the earlier episodes of WandaVision where I was able to, well, I didn't even know that was going to happen. That's great. What a great thing. But, uh, but for the most part, I mean, I knew all the beats. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started on WandaVision, uh, like I think it was July of, uh, of 2019. So how long ago is that? Like almost two years, right? It's COVID time is in there. So it feels like longer than that. So (laughs) yeah, it feels longer. Uh, yeah. And I think, and the first scene that I, uh, that I drew for WandaVision, I believe was, uh, the one where, uh sword is sort of all at the at the hex and she comes out with the drone that she'd uh that they'd sent in that she comes out and throws away that was the first thing that i boarded i'm pretty sure it might be wrong but i'm pretty sure that was it so i mean that that's a long time ago (laughs) that july of 2019 and it literally was yeah like like, what the fifth or sixth episode i think so uh i think fifth yeah yeah so well and it must be a completely uh different experience for uh, you know, something like when you do a random episode of Game of Thrones, because like, wait, how did they get here? <laughs> like, especially because you didn't storyboard until after the books were already done. So I had I had no idea. And you want to talk about like, I mean, I I absolutely loved everything uh, Game of Thrones up until the episodes that I did. Uh, <laughs> season eight, we'll talk about later. But um, uh, but so I was like really excited, and I was just like, oh, on the one hand, I'm this is amazing that I get to be a part of this television history. This this Game of Thrones, right? This show's a little thing. And uh, uh, and on the other hand, I was just like, oh, man. So, uh, but I'm going to find out what happened. So I literally only read the sequence that I was doing. Uh, and that mm. was it. So, uh, and then there were, in the second episode that I did, there was more that I had to do. But it was all still pretty pretty like standalone stuff so that I could, I could sort of not know what's going on. So there were parts of the episodes that even I worked on that I had no idea what, what was happening. Uh, which sure. was good because yeah, yeah it would have been that's nice. it was terrible to be spoiled on those. But I remember yeah. watching the sixth episode of, or I guess I did four and five. So whatever the episode before the one that I did, uh, I remember at the beginning of that episode going, how are we getting in one <laughs> hour? How are we getting from here to here? <laughs> and they got there. So <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be like having to storyboard. Gosh, uh, 
trying to th- <laughs> it'd be like having to storyboard uh or to to be a part of uh, like right after the red wedding with you know if there were no books and you're like wait what <laughs> like this just happened can you imagine yeah can you imagine if like the first thing that i the first thing that i storyboarded was a season premiere of the next season of that like i mean it was just, what how what do you mean rob's dead <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you what do you mean that everybody is dead <laughs> right luckily they actually i don't think they start shooting those like game of thrones i don't think they started shooting until like the season had ended and then they would start to prep and shoot the next season. So you would know. You would already know that part. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah. So so here's here's the part of the interview where I just I just want to be like, look, talk about your work on WandaVision. I'd love to hear like what are the things that you hope that I noticed? What you know, what was it like uh, being there? Um, what you know, this were you the only artist on the show? No, there were. I think there ended up being four four of us. I think. Okay. Uh, I, I, I figured since you're saying that most big projects don't have just one. Yeah, something like this. I mean, there's, there's you need a lot of guys just because you need uh, you need uh, stuff to be done while bigger sequences are are being done. So I mean, I did all the I did all the big set pieces with the exception of uh, the Vision versus Vision fight because mm. I was over here doing uh, the Wanda versus Agatha fight while somebody else was doing the Vision versus Vision fight because they happened and needed to be developed at the same time. Uh, and they sure. both were were big pro- were big chunks, so we, they kind of needed to happen parallel. Trust me, I wanted to do all the storyboards for the show. I wanted to be <laughs> able to say that, uh, but it's just not the case. Uh, I would say that I probably did. I mean, if I had to put a number to it, I probably did about eighty percent of it, maybe eighty five. Uh, I was it was it was a lot a lot of work. Um, yeah. But that being said, I mean the uh, uh, the guys I saw the other guys work and it's fantastic stuff. So um, sure, yeah. So. So uh, do you have like a particular favorite sequence that you did? Is it the Wanda versus Agatha fight? I, by by the way, feel free. uh, The show has been released in its entirety. Uh, Spoiler warning, I guess, by the way, like if, in case you're listening and weren't expecting that, like just feel free to talk about without, without worrying about spoiling things. Yeah. Like, I mean, we live in a situation right now where uh, at, at literally like 1245 AM, on Friday, if you hadn't watched the show, <laughs> you yeah. were in massive danger of, of getting spoiled. So that being said, I think, you know, a week or so later, I think we can, is it a week? No, it's only three days at this point, but still, uh, <laughs> uh, I think we're in, we're in relatively, we're relatively safe. Uh, yeah. Put a spoiler warning on the thing. We'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so my favorite sequence is the ones that are, are the ones that, uh, that we, that me and Matt, Matt and I, I guess, if I want to be grammatically correct, uh, sort of like took from not really knowing where they're going to the final product. So uh, uh, I would say that the the rover sequence where she crashes into into the hex with the rover uh, mm. with that machine thing and tries to get through uh, where Monica does that uh, was one of my favorite sequences to because to, it was there was a lot of putting that together and making sure that it made sense. Uh, and definitely the the big finale fight was. Uh, was a was a was a big one Gosh, because that... obviously i mean it's because so many moving parts and so many moving pieces uh the one thing that i'll say about that is that uh we were uh that's the the sequence that probably got revised the most like the most back and forth of me of making changes because matt changed his mind because uh, uh i thought of something cool that we then incorporated uh and then also once we got something together then it goes up the chain 
uh, and then it would have to come back down again with uh, you know with notes from with the big man himself. Uh, uh, who who then would make suggestions and uh, suggestions, mandates, whatever you want to call them, uh, and changes, further changes would have to be made. Now, the other thing about that, the interesting part about that is that uh, both shows that I was sort of that I was sort of working on at the time, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, and uh, well, I mean, uh, it's a bit confusing, but I was working on Doctor Strange when everything kind of shut down because of COVID, right? But Doctor sure. Strange. Uh, so we want a hiatus. And while we were on hiatus, uh, Matt came back to me and said, look, we're going to use this opportunity to sort of, to polish, uh, what we're planning on shooting for the, for the last sequence. So we took the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the detriment of shutting down for COVID and used it as, to, to benefit the production. And I think that, uh, that it was a really good use of our downtime. <laughs> Let's just say that. Sure. Yeah, what are the, uh, I guess what are, yeah, what are the gosh. Uh it's a lot, right? <laughs> it's like where do you start? <laughs> Especially you talk totally. about doing most of the sequence. And that gosh, that sequence with Rainbow going through the hex is just so visually interesting. There's, there seems to be like six or eight different things going on at the same time and and yeah. you know the different angles. How how do you show a person walking through pure energy and you know my assumption, you know, and is that this is the moment that she really becomes photon and uh, all my theories are based off of new rock stars. Cause I don't have the time to do the work myself. So uh, <laughs> it's like being able to like show that process and it just uh, all, it's just so interesting. What, what, yeah. What are the things that you hope that, uh, that we know that we notice as a viewer that, you know, kind of like that, uh, you know, like those little touches that, that is just like, uh, gosh, I really, I really hope somebody gets this. <laughs> The the one thing that the most important thing that I can stress from uh, from working on a show like this is that every single person who works on a show like this has that creative input, at least the ability to put it out there. So when I storyboarded the sequence of of Monica going through the going through the hex, uh, it was really more of a uh, trying to be more of a visual representation of it. So there was the doubling of the images. And so you get, you know, uh, Monica's face. I would draw Monica's face and then beside it, I would draw a different version of Monica's face with a different expression on it uh, as the energy is coursing through, stuff like that. Uh, and then it's really, a sequence like that is really fleshed out uh, by uh, the art department and by the previous people and by the story uh, the writers and the, and the showrunner who then take the take the visual uh, interpretation that I've come up with in a very two dimensional form uh, and make it into the thing that you see at the end of the day, which is, you know, uh, Monica's mother uh, uh, coming into into it and, and all of that stuff. Like, I mean, I, Monica's mother wasn't even in my head when I was doing it. I didn't draw Monica's mother into the storyboards. Uh hmm. Uh, but 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 it ended up in that sequence and it really ended up being the crux of that sequence of, of her pushing through to get through the, the hex. So, uh, you know, as far as my my input uh, for that sequence goes, it was it was, I would say, almost limited. I mean, I had barely had anything to do with it. I came up with the camera angles and that's about it. Like, <laughs> sure. Well, what was it like? Uh, th this has to be a pretty unique experience working on a show because each of the episodes, almost every episode takes the form of a different series. You know, the first episode seemed to be Dick Van Dyke. Uh, second one seemed to be Bewitched. 
uh, Brady Bunch, Full House, Malcolm in the Middle, Modern Family, kind of all those like being able to kind of disguise those uh, it, th- those set pieces kind of in in that environment. What was that experience like for you? My favorite, my favorite part of that was that I did some storyboards that were very, very specifically in the style of those shows. You know, like I mean, I did, uh, I did the the Dick Van Dyke, uh, the first uh, shot of the show where she's walking in the kitchen and the dishes are flying around and the the rags are cleaning them in the air and stuff like that. Like I storyboarded that, and it was very much having to uh, use the the camera style that they would use to shoot that show and. And, you know, like, I mean, you'd only ever shoot in a, in a very particular, like, you'd never go in for a super close up and stuff like that. Like, you have to bear these things in mind. So I actually had to watch some of these old shows to refresh my memory as to what they look like for when I storyboarded them. Uh, and then, uh, but what I what I enjoyed the most was in then when I, when I took those frames and then and then the, the transitions into the eeriness of of what was actually happening was my was my favorite part of those earlier episodes so that mm. my frames uh i would draw them in a four three aspect ratio to, to mimic the old the old timey tv shows but then as as we would sort of get a peek into it was sort of behind the curtain i would widen my frames out so that they were in the in the two three five that we got when we were in the regular sort of mcu so and it was really kind of it was neat to to see that uh play out very very uh similarly to how i drew it in the show it was great yeah that's that's awesome uh and and hey watching old episodes of dick van dyke and bewitched and brady bunch like there's there's worse ways to work <laughs> you could you you could yeah i mean honestly you could do worse you could do worse you know i, I was just funny i was reminded because i i was reminded when i was watching those old episodes of dick van dyke while i was working man mary, mary tyler moore was just an absolutely stunning woman and then yeah as and then as i was watching wandavision again and they uh, on that one in the one episode where they're kids and they're watching them uh, they're watching the, the show on the tv i was just like man that mary tyler moore was just a stunning woman <laughs> <laughs> i was reminded yeah. that was funny. You are you are very much not wrong on that. <laughs> Fair uh, there was a there was a couple things that I think were pretty pretty easy to see uh, if if you know what you're looking for. But uh, your your name appeared uh, twice in the show, at least as far as I saw. Uh, yeah, it was the, twice, I think. Yeah. In in episode three, I think when they're they're getting the nursery ready, uh, you own a you own a paint company, apparently. I um, do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, an old family so, business. So, so buy Sims or paint, and uh, and, yeah. and uh, in the episode where the credits start to roll early, I think it was the Full House episode. I, so I think episode six. I, I like I like to think of that as the Family Ties episode, personally. But that, that's that's I look this that was exactly like my. Uh, you, these are really all a conglomeration of all sorts of. Of course, that was really the, it. Was the Family Ties Growing Pains Full House episode really? When you get right down to it. So I'm I'm a third right. <laughs> there you go. So. Uh, so the your your uh, they they start to roll the credits early and of course your name in big letters there and then of course in the actual credits of the episode like I think I, I saw you tweet like they were just fun art department giving a little shout out like is that yeah, a... I didn't have any idea that those were happening yeah uh, I mean that <laughs> being said you I weren't mean... just <laughs> you were just storyboarding paint and be like I think it'd be great if I put my name here <laughs> no I see I do little things like that but I do it in a much more subtle way like I sure. mean uh, for example uh, well for, let me let me finish off with the other uh but yeah i mean i i got a text uh from matt uh basically letting me know that something was up for the third episode right and i was just like okay that's cool <laughs> but that was all i knew right and then that happened i was like what that's crazy uh and that was kind of neat 
Um, but no, what I, so what I'll do is instead of, I won't put my name right on there, but I mean, I, I had to do some, some, uh, storyboards for a show once and it was like, uh, it was like a newscaster. Right. And so, uh, and so you get the little crawl down at the bottom of the screen, you know, when you're, when you're watching the news. And so it's, so at, in the corner, it, it was WJBS news, right? That's the type of thing that I do because those are my initials. <laughs> JBS are my initials. That's the type of thing that I'll do. And that's the type of thing that never makes it in because that's just me being a, being a dick basically <laughs> but uh but yeah no it was super nice of them apparently the, apparently matt tells me that everybody in the art department was like super nice uh sorry super nice where did that come from was like super big fans of my boards and so they wanted to do something kind of kind of cool for me so they made the paint cans for me and then everybody really in the cool. fake uh, family ties credits were uh, were actually people who worked on uh on the show as well uh the name right That's above cool. mine carly plasha was uh, was matt jackman's uh, assistant nice so. Uh, do you uh, do you have any other similar experience in a project where you just like oh that's an Easter egg for me? No, I don't think so. And it's kind of, <laughs> no, that's, I that's, think that's it. <laughs> it's gonna be such a unique experience. Like. So uh, no, I see my yeah my my personal like I, like I'm more I'm more excited when something that I uh, conceived in my head makes it into the show. Like so like my the first one of the first things like that 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 happened for me was like Deadpool. Uh, yeah, in Deadpool, uh, the the bit where he throws the sword and clocks the kid on the forehead, like that was yeah. my idea. I'll take that. That's my claim to fame forever. That's that's my thing. I came out of my head, and the director loved it. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but you could have yeah. totally told me that was Ryan Reynolds, but now I'm starting to think that all Ryan Reynolds' best ideas come from you. So absolutely not. No, nope. nope. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is a Ryan Reynolds is a genius. He's a, he's a, he's and he's super nice too. I will I will add. Yeah, he seems he seems like that uh, that kind of guy. He's such a good-looking man. He's incredibly down to earth. I got <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> that is the impression that I've got from him so far. Yeah, he's totally cool. Um, I mean, he probably doesn't even like. I mean, he meets so many people. I'm sure he doesn't really remember meeting me. But I mean, he was he was ex- exceptionally friendly. Uh, shook my hand. Really interested in the work I was doing. And the next time he saw me, he remembered my name. So that's good. That's all I asked for, really. I would love if Ryan Reynolds knew my name. So that's a, that's a great claim to fame. <laughs> right. Do you, do you have any other things? I, I'm kind of out of things to ask about for WandaVision. Uh, do you have any other things that you want to kind of, kind of talk about or you know, either the know. process I mean, I, of storyboarding? Uh, the... Well, for me, I mean, Matt and I just work really well together. So, I mean, for me, it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of him sort of getting us started and then, and then, uh, I don't know, like there'd be a lot of back and forth in our conversations and then we'd sort of, and then he'd sort of end it off again on how we, how we wanted it to finish off. So there was, it was great because there was, for me, there was a lot of creative input and not all of it made it and some of it did, some of it didn't. But, uh, uh, for me, I like, it just gets so much, uh, uh, professional satisfaction from that kind of back and forth and that kind of, uh, uh, creativity flow if you want to call it that you know what i mean uh so and that was and that was literally the whole thing it was the whole thing from beginning to end uh he would uh i'd go off i'd work on something else he'd call me back oh i need another scene done and and you know i mean so there was the chunk of time at the beginning where uh, i was full-time and only working on that and he'd be like okay i think we're done for now and then i'd go off and i'd do flora and ulysses for example uh and then and then i'd come back again and he'd be like oh or he'd call me back he'd be like oh right, we have another sequence or this got revised or kevin didn't like this so we need to fix it stuff like that and so for me like we were and I think I was literally doing stuff for, for WandaVision. Like the last stuff that I did for WandaVision, I think might've been as, as, as 
recently as October of last year. Like, I mean, and that was wow. just a tiny little thing like, oh, we're shooting it tomorrow. We need you. <laughs> I need a couple of frames, that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, and it's great. And for, and for somebody like Matt, I mean, I, I just, whatever Matt's doing, I make time for Matt. So even if that means I have to work a 24 hour day or, or a 48 hour, two days or whatever, I'll, I'll get that done. Uh, yeah. because he's, he's, he's obviously been good for my career. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a huge step. I mean, first MCU property, and already your next two are MCU properties as well. So that's uh, yeah, it's gotta I mean, be really know, exciting. And what I like to, and the one thing that I'll say about that too is that I mean, yeah, and so so Matt brought me in uh, to to sort of the into the MCU world, but uh, you know, uh, I got those other two gigs on my own merits. I mean, it's not like I'm, you know what I mean, like sure. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's, I don't know why I feel like that's important, but yeah, it's, no, no, it's not just you, well, it's not all nepotism. No, and it's it's not at all. And I, I think notorious. I think Marvel is uh, notoriously a not promote from within. Uh, you know, just randomly grabbing people like Peyton Reed, be like, hey, like come do Ant Man, and uh, you know, just like grab. Like it's not like you are the people that are doing this, and this is what you have to work with. So like. Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, I can't. I can't really speak too much to that. Like, I just don't. Um, uh, the choices that they make are the are the choices that they make, and so far, I've been pretty much on board with all of them. I I am a I am a big fan of even. And this is oh god, I hate sounding so kiss assy for the people that I currently <laughs> work for, but but these Marvel gigs are like they're f- super fun for me because I like drawing these characters, and I've you know I've read these comics for my for my whole life, and you know when I get to when I when I get to draw you know, Dr. Strange, I'm like, I'm drawing Dr. Strange. This is so cool. Like, how cool is that? Right? Like, I mean, yeah. So for uh, me, it's spoiler like, for Dr. Strange, Multiverse of Madness, by the way, apparently Dr. Strange, Dr. Appears Strange in it. is, uh, he's in the movie. He's in the movie. I've given it away. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, uh, but so for me, it's like, it's like, yeah, these, these are, these are, I mean, I don't like to use the word dream jobs because you know, there's, I'm kind of a weird sort of, uh, 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 oh, what's the word? Oh my God. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. I'm going to jinx myself if I say how much I love these jobs. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, but they're great. They've, they've been super fun. I love the process. Uh, each one of them has been, uh, so far has been super fun and I'm really enjoying working on She-Hulk right now. It's, uh, it's, I'm having a blast. So awesome. I don't remember what your well, we... point was there. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I mean, well, that's it's just really awesome to hear. It's really cool to see uh, uh, just all all the things going on. I mean, I'm 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 excited for the MCU as a, as a fan, and excited to see uh, just good people like you uh, continuing to to work and, and be a part of that. And um, yeah, just uh, excited to see that going. Uh, WandaVision, uh, all all episodes streaming on Disney Plus as of now. You can make sure to check that out. Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness, I believe, is scheduled for a February 2022 release. Yeah, just about um, a year from now it should be out, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought it might have got pushed back to that. might have just been a rumor. I think that's the plan. Uh, She-Hulk, I think, is supposed to be next year as well, as of right now? I don't even know. Yeah, I think I'm, that seems to make sense, yeah. I'm sure IMDB will tell you, so. Yeah, <laughs> so probably, probably. Go check that out. Uh, so uh, those those are kind of the only two projects on your plate right now, at least like that you can share? Yeah, I mean, She-Hulk's got me, got me hopping right now. That's That's the only thing that I'm working on right now. Uh, 
I used to, I used to be the type of guy that would just because I was working on like smaller sort of quote unquote easier shows. <laughs> they're not easier; <laughs> they're just different. Uh, I when I was working on the Flash, I was working on Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow all at the same time. Like I mean, I would do them all. Like you couldn't stop me. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, one, one one show at a time is is enough for this for this old man. So, <laughs> well, especially if you're going to be you know doing as much as you are for She Hulk as you are on One Division, that's. That sounds like a plate. No, there, there are many more of us on from the very beginning <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this isn't this isn't like an eighty twenty sort of situation. Not 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 at all. <laughs> sure. Cool. Uh, awesome. So, hey, Jeremy, I want to give you a chance before we uh, before we sign off to just what is that one thing that you really want to tell people to go watch? What's that one thing that you are just desiring to be like more more people need to see this. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> I, out of nowhere i just i, I am tell you, I, I watched that movie just kind of on a whim because i love Kristen wig and i absolutely loved it i thought it was fantastic i've been <laughs> hearing nothing but just this is an incredible time and i gotta tell you i didn't think this would be the movie to do it but i think barb and star go to vista del mar is going to be the movie that finally makes me rent a movie for 20 dollars <laughs> Yeah, it was really good. I actually just watched it. It was really good. I liked it a lot. It's like it's well, it's it's stupid at times, but in a good way. It's really well written. There's some really good jokes in there, uh, uh, and every now and again, there's a musical number that you didn't see coming. So there, you know, what else can you ask for, really? As far as I'm concerned, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. Like my 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 viewing habits of things uh, uh, since being basically since being sequestered in my house since COVID started. Uh, has has really changed a lot like i mean i don't really you know did i haven't seen tenet yet like i mean I, a year two years ago i would have been first one in the theater to see tenet i haven't seen it yet you know what i mean i have to be in a particular mood to watch something like that and i guess i haven't been in it uh That's so i'm fair. looking for lighter fare stuff like that um yeah but yeah that was really good and i also just watched uh, uh last night i watched uh uh raya and the last dragon and, and uh about 80 percent loved that too it was great <laughs> nice Okay. <laughs> something about you in the number 80 is uh 80 there's something is... like that yeah there was just uh, yeah anyways no it was really good it's just beautiful beautiful animation on that one. it's just fantastic awesome so jeremy so jeremy is telling you to check out you know the barb and star go to vista del mar and ray of the last dragon um barb and star is available on vod ray and the last dragon is in theaters and on premiere uh access for for disney plus uh, but uh jeremy i can't thank you enough for for coming on and, and talking with me uh, it's been an absolute blast I, I feel like i've learned a lot and I, I definitely have laughed a lot as well um so just can't thank well, those, you enough. those are my those are my two goals so we're all good <laughs> perfect uh, and i hope a lot of people have also learned and laughed uh as well and uh where could people uh continue to to follow you to to maybe ask you questions that i didn't ask because um maybe not the best interviewer um <laughs> or or where could people yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> see uh see see some of the work i'm pretty sure you have some up on your website uh that uh you might be able to check out where where, where do you want to send people to well, I like to keep it simple. So you can go to, uh, if you want to check out my website, which does have some of my samples on it, uh, you can go to jeremysimser.com. Uh, if you want to check me out on Twitter, uh, it's a it's a mixed bag what you'll get on Twitter, uh, <laughs> depending on what kind of mood I'm in. Uh, I am at Jeremy Simser. Uh, and if you want to uh, wait six months between posts, uh, I'm at Jeremy Simser on Instagram as well. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great. Yes. Again, I, I can't thank you enough, uh, for coming on the show, uh, being a part well, of Well, thanks this. for having uh, me. Actually, I, I had, a, I had a great time. Awesome. Well, Hey, if you're down for, it, I'd love to have you on again, uh, when, when more projects come out, 
uh, it would would be really really beneficial for me. Would really love to do that. So um, absolutely, yeah, anytime. Sweet. Uh, well, um, I guess I gotta let you get back to work, and uh, <laughs> I yeah. probably need to do something with my day too. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, I'll see you around. Awesome. Thanks so much.